Welcome to the 18 Inches Podcast, where you will discover that the 18-inch journey from your head to your heart is the secret to living your best life. We cover a wide range of topics, all designed to help you become the person you are meant to be. Here is your host, therapist and high-performance coach, Brad O'Neill. Welcome to Episode 8, The Art of Being in a Doing World. In this episode, I am going to share what is the essence of all the work I do, how to live authentically by being in touch with your feelings and trusting them to bring you a balanced, abundant life. But first, a story. In 2003, I met Dr. Fred Downing. Fred was a master at his craft of helping people and a master of living an authentic life. He had a rich, deep, soothing voice, the kind that could pull you into his orbit with just a few words. He had kind and knowing eyes. And one of my daughters once said, I don't like it when he looks at me. It is like he can see right into me and know everything about me. And he could. Maybe not everything, but enough that there was literally no place to hide once you started talking to him. He loved his work, and he lived it every day, not in a frantic A-type personality way, but in a calm, deliberate, and even somewhat slow kind of way, a way that made you feel relaxed, comfortable, and that made you want to be in his presence. I never saw him hurry or not have time for someone. He had lived a fascinating life. He had been in the U.S. Navy, received his doctorate, and had become a minister. He had marched with the Black Panthers, protesting the treatment of blacks in America while still in his ministry. He was arrested for doing that and once had a gang put out a contract on him that a rival gang bought out to ensure his safety. He quit his ministry after being invited to help start the family program at the Meadows in Wickenburg, Arizona, one of the leading treatment facilities in the world. His contemporaries included famous authors in the therapy world, such as Pia Melody and John Bradshaw. But Fred shunned the spotlight and worked humbly helping people through groups and one-on-one work. My association with him began back when I was a mess. I was an alcoholic with a failing business and a failing marriage. I heard Fred speak and I signed up for one of his workshops in 2003 and that started a relationship and a friendship that would last until his death in 2010. I took several of his workshops and some even accused me of being addicted to them. The format for each one was exactly the same. Only the stories of the 12 people who were in them varied, and each time I learned more and more about myself, my life, what was driving my behaviors, and how to change them by being in touch with my feelings and getting away from living in my head so much. In addition to the workshops, 
I worked one-on-one -on -one with Fred, and I remember one day he told me to go home and just be. He may as well have been speaking a foreign language that I did not understand. My expression and my mind went blank as I searched for anything I knew about being, and I came up dry. I asked him how to do that, and he said, just go home, sit in your favorite chair, and just be. Do nothing, and don't think about anything. I thought he'd lost his mind, but he had never been wrong before and never led me astray. I went home to just be. Here's what happened. My mind started racing with thoughts like, this is crazy. I've got too much to do just to sit here. I need to take something out for supper. Maybe I can just turn on the TV for a few minutes and start again. I need to answer those emails. I forgot to pay my phone bill. I need to mow the lawn. I should paint this room. Why is Fred making me do this? I better not forget my daughter's birthday next week. What should I get her for a present? What's that noise? I should go check it out. Oh my gosh, I didn't phone Pete back. I need to get the car in for a tune-up. I think I'll barbecue a steak for dinner. Damn it, I didn't buy barbecue sauce. I have company coming for dinner on Saturday. Maybe I should barbecue for them. Or maybe I should cook my famous lasagna. Why is Fred making me do this? This is crazy. I've got too much to do just to sit here. Then it hit me. The harder it is to sit and just be indicates how important it is to do it. It is just like the saying about meditation I've mentioned before. If you don't have 20 minutes to sit in meditation, then you should sit for an hour. But I was to learn that Fred's teaching about being instead of doing was different than meditation. It was about creating space for my feelings. My feelings that would give me the answer to every question I had and healing from every difficulty I had experienced and was yet to experience. Two years after meeting Fred, he told me he thought I had some gifts to share with people and asked me to help him with his workshops and helping people one-on-one -on -one after the workshops. I felt unworthy and incapable. I was listening to my negative self-talk and the basic personal assumptions I had at the time. Fred helped me with that as well, and I finally accepted the offer, and we worked together until 2009. I learned about feelings, and more importantly, about the gifts our feelings have for us if we just stop avoiding them, running from them, or numbing them out. You see, we spend most of our lives running from and otherwise avoiding the one thing that can help us, save us, and teach us how to live our lives in abundance, including abundance of peace and harmony. It is about the journey I mentioned in episode one, the 18 inches from your head to your heart. If you want your life to change, to live more abundantly, making the right decisions based on your feelings, not your thoughts, and you have the courage to make those changes, take the journey. While short, it will be the most difficult journey you will ever take, but also the most rewarding and life-changing. 
I understand why people use every trick available to them to avoid feeling. Just think about some of the feelings. Fear, shame, sadness, pain, loneliness, hopelessness. They really sound awful. So why would anyone even want to experience them, let alone sit in them? I spend a lot of time thinking about that and talking with Fred about it. We talked about things like what purpose would they serve and why do we have them? There must be a reason. And there is. Just like with physical pain, which tells us to stop doing something, our emotions are trying to get a message to us as well. Each of our feelings have a gift for us. Yes, that's right, a gift. If we will stop running from them and feel them. Unfortunately, we live in a world of persistent stimulation such as television, social media, billboards, advertising on your Facebook pages and YouTube channels. All of them trying to get you to do something, like buy something or work out or text someone or go on social media. We must make a conscious effort to slow down, unplug and be. I hear so many times from my clients, I'm so busy I can't find any time for me. You don't find time, you make time by eliminating things that aren't getting you closer every day to your ideal life. The clutter on your desk, in your home or garage, isn't what's getting in the way of you living the life you want to live. The clutter in your brain is. If you are struggling to make a single important decision or make some life-altering changes, you need to sit down and be, and feel what is going on inside of you. Your feelings will be your guide. And you know how to do this. You did it when you decided to listen to this podcast. You listened to your feelings. You may have felt the need for some inspiration, motivation, or ideas. You may have been feeling down, hopeless. You may have been fearful about being stuck where you're at. Maybe you have been sad about where your relationship is at, or going, or not going. Maybe something bad has happened to you recently, and you needed perspective. Maybe it was loneliness or sadness because of struggles in your relationship. Maybe you were feeling overwhelmed by your list of things to do and needed the break, so the title appealed to you and where you were at in that moment. These are all feelings, and whether you know it or not, it was a feeling or a combination of feelings that got you to listen to this episode. When you paid attention to and listened to your feelings, you did something good for yourself. Had you not heeded those feelings, you would have remained stuck in your head trying to figure out the answers and trying to think your way out of your circumstances. Your thoughts would have kept spinning and you may or may not have made any changes or reached a decision. Had you taken the time to be, even for a few minutes, and asked yourself, what am I feeling? You would have been coming to the place of authenticity 
where thoughts, words, feelings, and actions are aligned. Yes, you may have made a decision in your busyness, but it may have been the wrong decision because it may not have been aligned with your feelings. Just think about some of the wrong decisions you have made in your life. Maybe you bought the wrong car, the wrong house, or the wrong investment. Maybe you picked the wrong company to go to work for, or picked the wrong romantic partner. How many times, with the benefit of hindsight, have you gone, ah, I knew I shouldn't have done that? Well, if you knew, why did you do it? Simply put, your head or your thoughts talked you into doing something your heart knew all along was the wrong decision had you only taken the time to be. As mentioned in previous episodes, through series of things that happen to us, we become disconnected from our feelings and we start spending all of our time in our heads. Relying on your head is just surviving and being in your feelings is living. And our heads can lead to some poor choices. We most often end up in our heads because of things that are said to us. Lots of times, often when growing up, our feelings aren't validated and often negated. Sayings like, suck it up, big boys or girls don't cry, stop your crying or I'll give you something to cry about, toughen up, don't be so sensitive, or even those awkward times when our parents don't know what to say to us when we are hurting or sad because they may not even be in touch with their feelings, make us believe that feelings aren't safe or there is something wrong with having them. Being in our head is typically a learned technique to make things appear more bearable and as a coping mechanism to escape the pain or discomfort of our reality at the time. It can help us overcome some short-term difficulties, but if we get stuck there and rely completely on our thinking, we miss out on the best parts of life. It is time to start living or to live more fully. Now in the next episode, I'm going to be talking more about feelings, what they are and the gifts they have for us if we can learn the art of living in our doing world. But for today, let me just share a couple of key points about feelings. The first one, as it relates to intimate relationships. Most people think intimacy is holding hands, cuddling, or having sex. It is not. Some think it is about common interests, liking the same things, or thinking the same way as your partner. It is not. Intimacy is being able to share your feelings openly and honestly and have them validated. Plain and simple. Everything else is a gift that comes from that. Learn to identify your feelings, be in them and share them, and your life and all your relationships will change beyond your wildest dreams. We make relationships, and for that matter, life, so complicated because we don't slow down enough to live in our feelings. 
Another key point I want to share is about anger. Anger is a valid human emotion and should not be suppressed or ignored. There is nothing wrong with anger. It is how we express it that can make it dangerous or unhealthy. But here's the thing about anger. Most often we use anger to prevent us from getting to the feelings that are underneath it. We use it either as a shield or a club to keep people away from us so we don't have to be vulnerable and say that we are hurt or sad or ashamed or lonely or any one of the other feelings. When we do that, we are blocking intimacy and not living authentically. I want you to close your eyes and imagine what it would be like to be able to know how you're feeling, articulate your feelings in a healthy way, and have them validated. Imagine living your life that way and how amazing it would be to be in touch with your essence, your inner self, and your feelings. This is a gift that is available to all of us. But how do you get started? By finding time each day just for the art of being. You can do it almost anywhere. Your favorite chair, a park bench, or sitting on the grass. It is not the same as meditating. It is about scanning your body and finding out what you are feeling. Or, if you are thinking about some problem, situation, or worrying, being able to find the feelings associated with whatever is going on, so you will be able to come to the right decision. Because our feelings are never wrong. Never. I will give you an example. I used to be a world-class worrier. I would lie awake at night, tossing and turning, trying to figure something out or thinking about how to fix a situation. I would lose lots of sleep. And guess what? The problems would still be there the next morning when I woke up. And then I would have unproductive days the next day because of loss of sleep. Nothing solved and a lousy next day as a result. I would be tired, grumpy, not present, and still have the worry. And then I realized that worry is about fear. Sometimes the fear would lead to a sense of futility or hopelessness. When I got in touch with the feelings, I would receive their gifts. The gift of fear is wisdom, and the gift of hopelessness is acceptance. As long as I stayed in my head worrying and worrying, nothing changed. When I got in touch with the feelings and the gifts, I knew what to do. You can too, if you commit to the 18-inch journey. I want to be clear about something, and this is such a critical point. We hear a lot, and I even teach about mindset, what goes on in our headspace. Feelings are what goes on in your heart space. Your headspace or mindset is critical for your success, no matter how you define success. But understand this, your headspace will never be in order if you are at war with or disconnected from your heart space.
your feelings. The dis-ease or discomfort you feel when you know you need to make a change or changes comes from your feelings. Mindset matters tremendously because the wrong headspace will knock you right back into the rut you've been in. But your heart space, your feelings, are the single key to unlock your power and create the life you want to be living. Befriend your feelings. Trust they have powerful gifts for you. Know in your heart space that you have all the answers to your questions and that by tapping into the power of your feelings and the gifts they have to give you, you will find you are wiser than you think. Stop avoiding them. Stop running from them. Stop numbing them. And your heart and mind will open to the amazing opportunities and possibilities the world has to offer. Here are five things to remember on your journey. Number one, you have the power to change your circumstances. Number two, your mindset plays a role. Crush your negative self-talk before it crushes your dreams. Number three, practice gratitude. Number four, practice regular meditation to reduce stress, anxiety, improve your self-esteem, your empathy, your trust, contentment, and your memory. Number five, your feelings will never let you down. Never. And they are always right. Always. Learn to be. We are human beings, not human doings. This may seem contrary to all your goal setting and planning, but it isn't. You must learn to be so you know who you are meant to be and be in touch with your feelings, the source of all your answers, to know your why. In today's world of frenetic competition for our mental bandwidth, we are robbed of the ability to be contemplative, introspective, and to find soul-nurturing peace. Create the time and space to just be every day. Let your feelings guide you. They are never wrong, never. Your mind tells you lies and plays tricks on you, but you can trust your feelings. Your soul knows how to heal your wounds. The challenge is to silence your mind. Create time and space. It's only 18 inches. The shortest trip you will ever take, but without a doubt, the most important journey of your life. I love this quote by Diane Ackerman. She wrote, I don't want to get to the end of my life and find that I have just lived the length of it. I want to have lived the width of it as well. You can live not only the length of your life, but also the width of it by taking the 18-inch journey from your head to your heart. Make time to be. 
Thanks for listening. You can find us at 18inches.ca or on facebook.com forward slash 18inches. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until then, stay on the journey to becoming the person you are meant to be.